Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In 1987, four childhood friends were reunited after 10 years to investigate the murder of a mentor they all shared. During this time, they unlocked the deep secrets of the past and found themselves exposed to the darkness that surrounded them. Soon it became more than a fight for justice. And instead, it became a fight against the ultimate evil. Six months later, in the winter of 1988, bonded by their knowledge of the dark unknown, they have decided to no longer be the victim. Now they seek out the deep roots of satanic corruption that hides in the shadows of society, all the while trying to mentor a new companion, seeking justice for the death of his cousin. Institutionalized is the second story arc in the Chronicles of Darkness first edition story, The Ultimate Evil, set in Bismarck, North Dakota in 1988. Join us in this tale of satanic horror with Wayne, played by Adam, Che, played by Andrew, Alex, played by Mitch, Michael, played by Slavic, and the newcomer Derek, played by Tillman. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM, and on Facebook and Discord at Twin Cities by Night. If you'd like to help support the podcast, you can find us on Patreon at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. You guys are driving on this highway. The snow is coming down. Derek is experiencing the same thing that you, Wayne, experienced the night before as you continue to drive north. You drive past the sign that shows the town of Minoke, and you drive a little bit further until you see the exit for the Dakota Adventist Academy. You get off on the exit, and you continue to drive down this paved road. You see snow-covered plains with some sparse dead trees throughout until you get to this T-section of a road where you can continue to go straight, or you can go left or right. And you see on the right side of the road at the T-section, is a sign that says Dakota Adventist Academy, making friends for eternity. And you see that there's two accent lights that are on the ground in front of it. Michael and Derek, this is the first time that you both have been here. Wayne's probably giving you directions to go you know, forward. As you drive past the four-way stop, you see there is a guard shack on the left. And you see that there's almost like one of those wooden arms that come across a road that are lifted or dropped, depending on whether or not they want traffic to go forward. And you see next to this guard shack, this little, almost the size of like two telephone booths, is an old pickup truck there. And you see the familiar silhouette of John Donaldson when the headlights get closer. He slides the window open, Derek, to where you can talk to him. And you roll down the window and he's like, okay. He's like, I'm going to open this up and then I'm going to follow you in with my truck, all right? Just go forward there. You keep driving the emotions and you can see through the snow where he's parking. You see like <clears throat> what you see is the road goes ahead and you see at the end of the road, there's like three buildings. There's a larger one in the middle and then two. I mean, the two on the sides are large, but not as big as the middle one. And you see he motions to kind of like in front of the middle building, there's a parking lot there. You can kind of make out because there's like some lights, the street lights that are on the corner of the parking lot to give light on there. You can also see through the snow kind of off to the left. You think you might make out kind of like there's other buildings there. You might see a shape of what could be a barn. You know what they're talking about, a barn, but you can't quite make it out clearly. He's like, go park over there and I'm going to follow you in the truck and then I'll show you where to go inside. All right. All right. 
So he goes ahead and he opens. You see the the wooden arm comes up as you drive forward. And as you look in your rearview mirror, you see that he eventually gets in his truck and he's following you. You drive into the parking lot and you see there's only like four cars right now. Wayne, you know, when you came here during the day with Alex, you both had saw more cars during here for like staff who worked here. Now, you know, you're able to pick up that like the buildings on the left and right are dormitories for the boys. And the middle building is where like the guidance counselors are, the classrooms are, different stuff like that. You're not quite sure exactly the layout, but you know, that's roughly it. And you see uh, when you pull in, you see the truck pulls in next to you. You can look to your right, Mike, and you see the truck and you see John kind of nods at you as he gets out of the truck. As you all get out, the snow's starting to come down quite a bit. And you see he's talking louder because the wind's picking up. He's like, over there across the street is where the barn was at, where I found these two last night. And he motions to Wayne. Up ahead here, he points to the middle building. That's our administrative building. That's where we have the classrooms. We have the gymnasium. We have the chow hall at. That's where the guidance counselors are. That's where Tina's at. We're going to go in there. We're going to go meet up in Tina's office, all right? So try not to make a lot of noise. There should be no boys in there. They should be in the dormitories right now. But uh, we'll go ahead and go in there. Sound good to you? Sounds good, John. Thank you. Yep. And he goes ahead and he walks forward. And as you walk, there's like a sidewalk. Like you walk, you walk towards the east, or excuse me, towards the west in the parking lot. And then you start heading north because there's a sidewalk that leads right up to the main entrance of the first building. It's about like 30 yards. He walks on the sidewalk. You guys are walking there. You could feel the salt and the grit underneath your boots as someone had laid down gravel or kitty litter to avoid potential icing that may occur tonight. You look to the left and right and you see that there's snow. There's like a bunch of, it looks like there's where normally if there wasn't snow, there'd be green area in front of both of the buildings where like the kids could go out. They want to and play catch or do different things like that. But you see it covered in snow now and you see the building in front of you. It's four stories high and it looks like in it, looks like if you were to guess it's really hard to guess how like long it is but maybe 100 yards who knows but then you see the buildings to the left and right that are a little bit like they're parallel but they're just a little bit behind like what the front building is they're about three stories and you can see there's lights on in both those buildings like there's kids in there in their rooms or something to that extent he walks up to the entrance of the main building and there's two double glass doors that have handles to open up and he like opens up one of them and he like motions you guys to go through. And there's that annoying little walkway where you got to go in there and you wipe off your boots on like the, the mat that's there. And then open up another set of double glass doors there to go actually inside. When you walk in, you're hit with the warmth. But there's also that eerie feeling of like when you go into a school after school hours. It's that weird silence that's like deafening almost. It's like a it's eerie. Because they're so used to buildings like these that are echoey, like just being a ruckus of noise or hearing different people doing different things. And when you walk in there, it's like just you and your footsteps kind of echo. And you see there's this large like walk up desk. And Wayne and Alex, this is where you went to to go find out where Tina Weaver's office is. But you already kind of know if you walk past that desk and kind of go behind it, there's some set of offices. But also if you're at this desk, you could go left. You look down there and you see that there's a bunch of like, it looks like maybe classroom doors and you look right. And there's a bunch of classroom doors also. And there's like a highly waxed floor. that looks like a buffer just went over it probably recently. But again, the guidance counselor's office is almost like behind this big desk in their own little separate area there to almost have like a buffer between kids or parents to actually talk into school administrators. So John walks past that. And when you go behind the desk, there's another 
glass door and he opens the glass door. And when you go in there, you see that there's offices along the wall straight ahead of you. And you see there's Tina Weaver's office. You know it, Wayne, and you know it, Alex. But you two realize that's Tina Weaver, who you, neither of you two actually ever met before, Mike or Derek. You see she comes stepping out of the office. She has like a longer gray skirt that goes a little bit below her knees. And she has some black leotards, it looks like, or leggings that are underneath it to keep her legs warm. She has a white sweater on over it, really thick one that has like one of those big turtlenecks that kind of like hang on the shoulders of ladies that they wear. Her hair is kind of done up nicely. She has it like barrette, uh, barrettes on the side of it to where it doesn't like completely hang in her face. So it kind of goes long behind her head. And you see she has big gold loop earrings on that kind of almost match how nice her high heels are that she's wearing right now. And you see there's a moment you all pick up where she looks at Alex and she smiles. She's like, come on in, come on, come on in. She's like, not talking loud. Like she knows the cadence of your voice and how loud you should speak when schools are empty. And then she just kind of motions you forward to come into her office. And when you go into her office, you see that there's a circular table with four chairs there. You know this table, Wayne and Alex, because this is where you sat and ate Subway with Billy. And then you see her desk there. And behind her desk, there's these large windows that face the back of this building. And when you see the back of the building, you see there's actually like kind of like a river that's frozen that almost like continues to head north that you can see a view of. And you can see almost like it looks like a granary of sorts, like a, like a barn that would hold grain at one point. Check, please have a seat. So I have Billy coming here, uh, Wayne. He's going to take you to the West Dormitory. He says he has some boys that he's going to, that he says may have stories that may want to, that may correlate with, with what you're looking into, if that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'd be happy to talk to any of them. Uh, did one of you want to come with me or something? Uh, you know, I don't want to cross any lines here. Uh, she looks, uh, she, well, well, let's see what we're all going to do. I guess, Wayne, maybe I can go with you, but someone's going to need to go with John for the videotapes. Who, who's going to, which one of you guys are going to want to go with John to look into the video? I'm going to go with for the tapes you're gonna go for the tapes yeah all right i was going to see if i can find anything in any of the files here that we have in our and she points of armor door you see there's like th four large filing cabinets you're like the big ones that are like taller than people that almost have like the big the tan filing cabinets the thin metal ones you know and she's like i'm gonna go through these see if i can find anything while you're here and she looks at you derek and alex do one of you guys want to help me or do one of you guys want to go with wayne or mike or or i can go with wayne what would be best why don't you come with me since you since okay. you work in the school? They might be a little bit more comfortable. Do you two want to look through these files here? And she looks at you, Derek and Alex, or do you want to come with, go with Mike or me or what? Alex will look at her and he'll look at the files. You know what? I'll look at the files. And she looks at you and you, sir. And she smiles at you. I was thinking helping with the files as well. I'm not sure if that's necessary. Like You're how much work is there? <laughs> <laughs> You're the professional. <laughs> she just smiles at you and, by the way, no, I'm I'm asking you out of character. Oh, like out of how character. Much work is there and to do? I mean, there's really not too much. You know what I mean? It's kind of your call and who you want to go with. You could help any of them out. You know what I mean? You could help Alex out, looking through the files. You could help Mike out, like with the tape stuff. You could help Wayne talking to people. I, I'll help Mike um, because uh, apparently I have the technology background in the workforce. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a, you're the you're the computer whiz. You know? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, so. We will go with Wayne and Tina. And she looks at you before she leaves, Alex. And she's like, listen, I'm going to go show him where the dormitory is at. 
And then if I feel like he has it under control, I'll come and help you with the files. Does, does that sound good? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And she like pats her shoulder. She's like, all right. And there's like that weird, like electric, you know what I mean? <laughs> like where she, you know, where she touches you for a second and then she just turns and she's like, all right, Wayne, so let's go. And she like goes and you guys walk out like the guidance counselor area and you walk past the desk and then you go to where if you would have made a left, you would be walking, you know, you're making a right now because you're coming from the opposite direction. You're walking towards the West building and you can hear your foot. You can especially hear her, hear her heels like hitting the the floor. And as you're walking down this hall, you see like on the left and right, there's like classroom doors like that have like the little window that's kind of like milky and they have like a, they, they're milky and they have like a name of a teacher, random teachers. But you notice like on the walls, like in between the classes where they have like artwork or different stuff like that, you notice there's definitely like a religious tint to it you know what i mean there's like a there's like crosses and there's especially now that it's winter and like christmas season is about to come you see that there's a lot of like nativity scenes that are like coming up and there's stuff that you normally wouldn't see you know in schools so as you're walking by you also see that there's like a picture like a three by three photograph of a guy with like a like a bald head on top and like haircut on the side and he has like glasses and he has a goatee like a gray goatee and that like he has a looks like he has a gray jack suit jacket on with a white shirt and a blue tie and you say it says like you know headmaster garrett dodson on the bottom like in a like those gold like little black labels that they have on on pictures like that and she's like uh so i'm glad you're here i heard about last night yeah just uh I don't know. Lapse in our judgment, I guess. And she's like, and she, you know, she kind of like you see her looking at you sideways as she's walking and you get that like teacher look. And she's like, my concern is the horses. Yeah, I, I really don't know what startled them. It was uh, it was weird, to say the least. Something's going on. Like Billy told me today that like there's a bunch of kids that like are <laughs> there's a bunch of kids who are starting to speak up about stuff. I'm going to like stop in the hallway for a second as we're walking so that she stops with me. And I'm just going to kind of like, I want to say it in a way that it's like, I'm speaking closely to her and I'm asking her like sincerely. And I'm just like, what's up with that barn? Do you know about anything weird in that place? Man, I've never, never felt weirder than when I was inside that barn. No, I actually have never been in there to be honest with you. (laughs) There's no need for me. They use that barn for like the, the therapeutic, you know, like, activities during the summer or with these boys to get them out and give them fresh air and everything like that. But me as a guidance counselor, I haven't been out there, especially now this winter, you know? Yeah. No worries. I, you know, it's what, it's what it says in all the PI books I've read is to just kind of go with gut instincts and stuff. And yeah, you know, that place definitely uh, made my stomach feel weird, but um, yeah, these kids uh, said they're coming forward with stuff. What, what kind of stuff are we talking about? I don't know, but you really made an impression on Billy though. You got a gift at this. You know that, right? I really see myself in them. It's kind of hurts in a way. Why is that? And as you guys like get to like, there's a door at the end of the hallway and she pushes it open and you see like, it goes back to outside and there's like a shoveled sidewalk thing that connects to the next building, the side of the next, excuse me, building. And she like waits, like she opens the door a little bit, but she says, you say something. And then she looks at you and like, is wait for you to answer before she continues to walk out. Uh, I, I didn't mean anything by it. It's just, so young and has so much on his plate, you know, I think we can all kind of uh, identify with that at certain times, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And she just kind of like looks at you for a second and then she uh, opens the door and like motions for you to walk ahead. You know, she goes ahead and walks behind you guys walk across the sidewalk until she gets to like a double another uh, like side door. And this one's like a metal door that you can open with like a handle, like as the, the handle you grab and you push the top with your thumb. 
and she like opens it up. And as soon as she opens it up, you see there's like a hallway that goes straight down. And you see it almost has that feel of a dormitory hallway rather than a classroom hallway. But this isn't full of like a bunch of music or anything like that, you know. And she walks like two doors down to the right and it's like number six on there. And you see she knocks on the door and you see that there's a second and then the door opens up and you see Billy standing there. He just smiles when he sees you. He's like, you, you, you came back, huh? Hey, Billy. How's it going, man? He, you, you know, uh, and you see like a moment, like he, he knows he should be answering and everything's good, but then he thinks about why you're here. And there's like, you see in his head, he's like churning over like the right response. And he's like, um, and he looks at up at, he looks up at, uh, Tina. And he's like, um, ma'am, uh, can I just show Wayne some of the boys? I don't know if they, they don't feel comfortable talking to like anyone from the school. It's all right, Tina. I got this. And she's like, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll be fine in here. Okay, and she just kind of like turns and walks off, and then we'll cut to Michael. John is standing there. He's like, "Well, so I believe it's uh, going to be upstairs uh, where they keep it. I think that's where they." At least said the idea that I picked up that we have an office up there that has where we can monitor uh, the cameras, but I think there's something up there that where we can record it. Right, Derek. You know how this works, right? Uh, kinda. I hope. I'll figure it out. I think. Yeah, we'll make it work. So you guys go out with him. He goes up to that front desk and you see like where that front desk is. There's actually double doors that are like on the side of it that you couldn't see when you first walked in there. You didn't pay attention. And he pushes like the double, it has those push handles where you push in, like, you know, to open up a door that are like parallel with the floor. And he pushes it and you see that there's stairs there. And so he starts walking up the steps and you guys both start walking up the steps. It actually has like those plastic, the stairs are like ceramic or whatever, but they has that brown plastic stuff they put on stairs so people can keep their traction. And you're walking, you can see he's starting to get winded, like after like the second flight of stairs, because he's somewhat overweight. And he, by the time you get to the third floor, he pushes the door open. You can see that you could go one more flight up, but this time, you know, he's just getting off on the third and he pushes another set of doors that have that push bar. And you guys go and you see this one looks a lot different than the hallway that you guys were just in. This one has the same like tile, but it's definitely not for teaching. You know, you see like there's the supply closets that you see there on the side it has like supply closet one supply closet two whatever and then you see like on the right you see uh authorized there's a door like two doors down on the on the left excuse me that says authorized personnel only and you see that he takes out a key he has like one of those like stretchy key belts that are on the side of his pants like where you can stretch out that's a bunch of keys and he goes ahead and he unlocks the door and then he the door opens up and you see this room is about uh about like 15 feet by 15 feet you see along the front wall, there's like about like t- 10 television screens, but they're like the, you know, the old black and white kind. And you can see that there's like camera footage there. Like you see a lot. What you see a lot is like weather, you see like the snow going by from a different angle of a camera. Or you see that there's two cameras that are facing at the two different doors of each dormitory. It says like dormitory one, you know, south entrance, dormitory two, you know, south entrance, dormitory one east entrance you know like that you can see where it see if boys are coming out or whatever and you see one like for the front entrance of this main building here you see one facing that barn or kind of in the direction of the barn there one facing the front gate and you see that there's like these like keyboards but like the old keyboards have like the really thick buttons you know that are on it and everything and they're kind of connected by like this cable that goes behind the screen he's like this is the system we have here and he looks and he points to the door there and he's like that's the door i think the tapes are in there at least in there i don't have access to it though I don't know if you have any way to get in here. Yeah, we'll find a way. I mean, I can, if you can't, listen, if you don't have a way to get in here, I think I can go get a key from the headmaster's office. But I mean, I'm really pushing it there. If I go digging through there, you know. All right. 
fuck i have zero dots in larceny i have one <laughs> i use willpower <laughs> there you go right yeah uh do you want to try to get in there yeah so we can have you do dexterity and larceny and you can use it we can say you have like a leatherman you know what a leatherman is exactly that's what yeah. i was gonna say he has like i mean he he's been working with like machinery i assume he's got like a pocket knife of sorts yeah Yep, and exactly. it's a thing that happens in the movies and he's just going to try it. I don't think he has any experience, though. Yeah, well, yeah. so let's go ahead and have you roll Dexterity and Larceny plus your willpower. Let me know how many successes you got. Oh, and I'll give you a plus one for the tool you got. I got a one and a ten. In this system, that means I have no successes, right? No, ones don't cancel oh. out tens. So Okay, yeah. so I got a ten. Instead and of you can re-roll. Re yeah, you can re-roll your ten. Okay, okay. It's been so long. Also, I actually added the New World of Darkness dice roll above yeah whatever i got it now i got one success <laughs> so you see Derek go up there and he takes like his pulls out this leatherman and he sit and he like messing around with some tools and you're not quite sure and you see he, like jimmy's it in and what you're doing Derek, is you're trying to like get the lat you're not trying to mess with the door lock you're just trying to get the latch almost like when you see in the movies when people take credit cards and they try to like get that little latch in there and you see Derek is like sitting there for a second and then he just kind of like you see his shoulder his right shoulder moves and i just hear this and you see the door just slowly like open a little bit. You see him. You see John looking. He's like, "Holy cow, you did it with that!" <laughs> he just like pats you on the shoulder. Yeah, we learned that in training. Oh, oh, cool. He just he just smiles and he like they don't chose this stuff in the force when I was in the force, you know. And he just kind of like opens the door and you see like he, there's a light switch. He flips on on the right and he looks and you see there's like rows of tapes. This room's like five like five feet by ten feet, but it's weird because there's so many tapes in here, like tapes upon tapes. And he's like, "Whoa." I didn't think we'd have this many tapes in here. Holy shit. Now, that's some bookkeeping. Uh, let's get inside and maybe close the door again. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes ahead and he closes the door. Alex, you are trying to dig through these files, I take it? What are you trying to look for in these files? Yes. Alex is just looking for anything that looks unusual. Kids being pulled out, strange injuries, anything that stands out in the files. Weird notes scribbled into the margins. Blood stains, if any. Well, let's do um, wits and investigation, please. No successes. So you're opening the files. And you just start. We're just going to say you're going to spend time like looking through these files, just kind of trying to find something, anything that would give you any kind of any kind of hint, anything about what you witnessed. These drawings that you've been drawing. You're almost like I would say almost like fanatically at this point. You know, you just lift up a stack like an inch thick. And you're just like trying to look through and you throw them back in there, like really not paying attention to the order you found them in, you know, and you're just hoping to find any little thing, but it's almost like the anxiety of the, the stress of trying to find something makes it to where you can't focus on finding the right thing. So instead you're just like going through these report cards. these just financial statements is none of it's making sense at this time. Wayne. So Billy is standing at the door and you're in his room right now. Doors closed. He's like, all right. So these people that, you know, it's going to take a lot for them to talk to you. Right, sir. Yeah, I mean, uh, I figured that. I figured that. Yeah, okay. I just want to make sure you're sure. Go ahead. And he just like motions the door. I'll, I'll, let's go. I'll show you. And Yeah, I just follow him. So he opens the door and he walks out. And then he goes to like the room next to him, right? Like door number seven. And he like knocks on the door. You see the door open up. You see there's this kid standing there. He has like kind of like reddish hair. And it goes like down to like the middle of his neck. He, it's kind of longer. He looks to be about like 14. And you see, like, he's just staring deadpan at you. 
and he and then he looks at Billy, and Billy's like, he he he's gonna need to talk to you. And you see the kid just like nod to Billy and turn around. He like and Billy motions for you to walk in. And uh, yeah, I'll walk in. So I need you to roll me a wits and composure roll, please. Uh, three. So you walk into this room, and there's a moment where like you stop to look to turn to see if Billy's following you, and you clutch you catch a glimpse of something. It almost like kind of like blinds you in your eye for a second, and you realize that Billy has a knife in his hand. And you see him rushing forward towards you. I need you to roll me initiative, please. That's going to be 1d10 plus your dexterity and your composure. And I need to roll. So 1d10 plus... Dexterity and composure, yeah. Okay. Am I like straight adding it to it or do I... Um, Sorry, I don't really know how combat works. You're rolling 1d10 and then you're going to add your dexterity and composure to it. Okay, yeah. So it's 1d10 plus yeah. 1, 2, 3, plus 5. Uh, five. Okay, yep. cool. Yeah, so I got an 11, by the way. So 11 all together? Yes. All right, cool. So he got a 10. So you see all of a sudden, like, it's weird. It's so surreal because you're looking and you see this kid who's friendly with you just moving forward with this knife towards you. Like, there's no, like, it's just you look at the last minute and you see him coming at you. You're able to act. What are you doing? I try to just stop him. I mean, can I just like kind of just hold him back and just say like, whoa, 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 slow down, slow down, Billy. Yeah, let's go ahead and we will have you roll. Uh, you seek to immobilize him. So I guess, but I want to do it like, like, I don't want to be rough with him like at all. I He's just a kid. Like, I don't feel, I mean, this is serious, but um, is there any way I can just kind of like, yeah, I want to immobilize him. Yeah. Immobilize him. Okay. Give me a second here. Like, it's so funny. It doesn't tell you what to roll to mobilize. Your character seeks to interfere with the victim's action. I could brawl him. Yeah, I would say, uh, I just want to see what they make you roll. Let's do, have you roll a, brawl, a strength and brawl roll. And you're going to minus his defense. And his defense is, I should know this, four. What's your defense, by the way? Uh, two. Oh, so we'll say it's one. Maybe I calculated it wrong. We'll say his defense is one then. Okay, so I just subtract one. Yeah. Uh, one, I think. Let me, yeah. Well, actually, it says I got a seven. You have to get an eight to succeed, right? I feel like this yeah. code has it set to seven. Yeah. You yeah. have to get an eight, nine, or ten. Yeah, okay, so no successes. This thing is set, Uh, this dice code is set for seven, though. Okay, yeah. we can fix it. No worries. All right, so you go and you try to grab him. Like, Billy, what are you doing? And he just kind of like squirms out of the way. And then he goes and he goes to attack you by stabbing with his knife that he has in his hand. And you've seen the knife. It looks like a knife that was stolen from like a kitchen or something to that extent. So he's going to go ahead and roll. And what's your, oh, I sorry. I got to minus your defense. What's your defense? Two? Two. All right. So he's going to roll two dice because he had a total of four. And he got one success. So all of a sudden you see like as you're standing there and you try to dodge, he just slices this knife like along your arm when you reach forward to him. And you see like it cut through your flannel and you feel like this sharp, like like tearing pain coming from it. Like the, like the delayed reaction that happens when you get cut and you look down and you see blood just like is pooling out from this slice. Go ahead and take one lethal damage, please. Mark lethal on your uh, character sheet for your damage. And when you back up, like like grabbing your hand, you see the blood or grabbing your forearm and seeing the blood like coming through your fingers. You look and you see the other kid in the room is coming forward with you like with a hammer. So we're going to go ahead and he is going to go act on the same initiative as Billy. So you have a move now. You go first. 
So you're in this room and you look around, you see like there's like a bed on the side of the room, right? Like you're it's a really small room. You see there's a bed on the side. There's the door, which Billy's in front of with a knife. You see that there is a wall locker across from the bed that you're almost backed under this wall locker. You know, a wall locker for those, you know, is about like six feet tall as like double doors where people can put clothes in and stuff like that. The kid, the redhead kid is between you and the bed. But you see also there's like this little avenue to like a window. And you look through the window that's on the opposite side of the door and you see like there's snow drifts and everything like that. What are you doing? Uh, the redhead kid, I'm just going to charge at him and just try to like crush him up against the wall as hard as I can. All right. So I'm going to have you do strength and brawl. I will give you plus two since you're running and charging at him, but you're going to have to subtract his one defense. Sorry about combat, guys. Two. So you rush towards him. You just put your shoulder into his like chest. And like, it's like, he almost trips over the bed, but you kind of like go at the angle where it almost like hits the head of his bed that's against the wall. And you just hear like the wind come out of him and you hear the hammer drop on the floor. You can even hear like the metal hits the floor because it's like the heavier part of the hammer. And then you feel the wooden part like come across your like ankle. It doesn't hurt. You know, you just feel like bounce against your ankle as it, as it drops. Then all of a sudden you like look and you see Billy's rushing at you again this time. And he's going to go ahead and roll the same roll. And he got another success. So he comes at you this time. And as you turn, you look, he just goes and he slices again at you. And this time it comes across your stomach. And you can feel like that same shearing pain that comes across your stomach. And you feel the wetness right away as he as he's standing there in front of you. Just went ahead and slit your stomach like that. Go ahead. Your turn now. Is that another lethal, I'm guessing? Yes, another lethal. Yep, sorry. One lethal. So now you're like got hit. You you like took the breath out of this kid for the turn. You got Billy there and you're looking to your right. You see there's a window right by your right there. And you see Billy's like kind of like there between you and getting to the door to get out. I'm just going to beeline to the door. And if Billy's in my way, God bless him. <laughs> so I'll go ahead and let you run. I'll say that you can run like past him since he did his turn right there. And as you're running, you can hear the blood dropping from your arm onto the, like the, the floor there. Cause it's that, it's that linoleum floor again, you know, the, you get, as you're running past and as you see, you hear the footsteps like coming behind you as you run out the door, as you run out the door into the hallway, you look and you see all the doors of the other rooms are open and you see like coming at you are other kids. They're almost like heading at you. You're heading towards the door that you came into the hallway at. And as you see them all like rushing towards you, I just start yelling. Mike, Mike, Mike. And I'm holding my wound. I'm bleeding out. I'm just like stumbling along, trying to get away from these kids. And I'm just you, like, you don't have a negative modifier. You? <laughs> you don't have a negative modifier yet, but yeah, you're, you're, it definitely hurts. So we'll cut. Uh, I'm ahead. also like kind of pleading with them. I'm just like, what the fuck is the matter with you guys? Don't you know I'm here to help you? So we'll cut to Alex. Alex, you're digging through these files. And you hear the door open and you look and you see Tina come walking towards you. She's about like 20 feet from you. Alex is going to close the file that he's looking through and set it on top of the filing cabinet. And then look over at Tina. Any, uh, any luck or progress out there? And you see her mouth open. Like she's going to talk and then like blood starts coming out of her mouth and you see, she just kind of crumples and falls on the floor in front of you. And you look behind her and you see that there's five figures that are standing behind her. They have like these khaki pants on and they have these blue polo shirts that have the Dakota Adventist Academy logo on the chest. They look like to be like teenage boys. And you see like they're smiling at you with these knives out. I need you to roll me initiative, please. 
So glad Alex carries mace. <laughs> Wayne forgets he has a Saturday night special, but I mean, yeah. Oh my you... god, dude, they're kids. What are you? <laughs> I know, I know, right? I know. I know it's kids with a knife, dude. Like knives are more dangerous at like short range than that gun, actually. Yeah, absolutely. So they got initiative of eight. What did you get for initiative? Two. Two altogether? Did you add your wits and composure to your roll? Or your uh sorry, your uh well yeah, it's wits and composure. You add you roll one D ten and add your wits and composure. In that case, seven. Seven? Okay. So you see the kids are rushing towards you. You see, at least two of them are. The three are kind of standing by the body of Tina. One has like this, looks like a, a e-tool shovel, like a gardening tool kind of thing that could be used. And the other one has a knife in their hands. So I'm going to go ahead and roll both. What is your defense? Uh, do, 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 two. All right. So they're going to roll the same roll. One gets one success and the other gets another success. So they both run up to you, and one just kind of like stabs you at you and misses your thigh, but slices the inside of your thigh. You feel it go through your pants, and the other one goes and hits you upside your like head, trying to hit you on the head, like swing upwards at you, because they're not too short, much shorter than you, and it kind of like hits your ear, like the side of the shovel, and you just feel wetness going on the side of your face. What are you doing? Alex is going to yell, fucking Welkstetter shit! <laughs> And he's going to just try to push through the kids and run out of the room. So there's a there. Okay. So the room you're in, there's the door that they came through. Right. And that leads out to where like that front desk is at. And you look behind you and you just see the office doors, like Tina's office there. And you see the other name of other guidance counselors and there's the doors to their office. So you have to run through like the three kids standing by the door and get through these two to get out the door, or you can go into one of the offices or do something to that extent. Oh, in that case, he's going to run into Tina's office and try to lock the door from the inside. So you run into her office and you slam the door and you fucking like turn the little, like that has the door, you know, the, the handle butterfly knife kind of lock thing. Well, not butterfly knife, but you know, that you turn it there, a little nub, little nub. And you just hear going along the door. You just hear it pounding like, like as they're trying to get into the door right there. Yeah. I'm going to move her desk to block the door. So you're like starting to push the desk, trying to like get it going. And you just hear do, 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 do. Like it sounds like there's more people. Then you all hear crackling over the internet. You're and you just hear like a voice come across it. It's like, stop fighting. Stop fighting. Stop fighting. Come out to the front and we'll let you all be. Mike and Derek, you hear, you kind of hear that a little bit. You can't quite hear it from the room with the tapes. You just hear muffling and you see like John go like, what the fuck was that? Like someone on the PA system there? He's like, I'm going to go check it out. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. No problem. And as you guys are sitting in the room alone, go ahead. Scenes on YouTube. Mike, don't you have danger sense? Uh, I do actually. What does that entail? I have plus two against ambushes and I think I generally know when I'm in danger. So Mike, you're sitting in this room with Derek with these tapes. And you're just like sitting there waiting. It's been like a few minutes and just something isn't sitting right with you, man. Like if it's that cop's intuition, but like this, like, wait, what? Like, what is that intercom system? We start thinking like, no one's supposed to be working here. What is going on? Yeah, Derek, I think something's wrong. Uh, <laughs> Derek is probably like working some kind of cable stuff. Yeah. How far are we along with copying the tapes? I mean, uh, you don't even know what tape to look for. Yeah, you haven't even identified yeah. the tapes. Yeah, I'm probably still just hooking up things. 
like converters to copiers or whatever. Yeah, Mike's I, I don't... just just gonna grab a bunch of the tapes. Uh, he's gonna take uh, specifically the tapes for when the guys were there. You mean uh, oh, like when they were there at the barn? Gonna, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Alex, he's gonna take tapes and possibly like some of the older ones when Toby was. Still. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's a hard one to narrow down, you know, because there's like. Oh they're not dated they're just they're dated there. but they're like what like what date range are you going for you know what i mean like you know around the time he disappeared that's what you guys are going to be figuring out with john before he walked off you know mm. i know yeah. right you got like hundreds of tapes in here it's really hard to kind of pick one from the early days maybe walks that was still around you can look and you see there's one from like 1977 you know, oh, like that, that's good. Under, like yeah. picking out the first one. Like, oh, that's a good idea. I didn't even think of that as a story. <laughs> you know, like, number yeah. one, here we go. You know, like, all right. So you pull it, and it has like that. It said the thick black, you know, like plastic covers that pop. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you open it. God damn. All these memories this fucking game gives me, dudes, about shit, dude. So you slide it open. When you go out of the room, like you guys are walking out of the hallway, you guys go, start going towards the steps. And when you get to the steps, you turn and you look and you see there's like a trail of blood, like that, like splatter blood. I need you to give me, uh, Michael, uh, I'm going to have you roll a wits and forensics. I thought there was forensics in here. A wits and there's investigation. Investigation. Let's do wits and investigation, please. Okay, then. Dice rolls. Okay, two successes. You know that blood drop splatter is someone who's gotten injured and he's running in that particular direction. You see like someone who's trying to run away from something quickly, you know? All right. Does Derek have a gun? I can't remember. No, I don't. He does. Oh, it does. He does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not sure we told if he would have taken him armed. Here. I believe he leaves it in his glove compartment. Okay. I know Mike and Wayne do because I asked, try to ask subtly without like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, Mike's going to take his gun out. He's sort of, first of all, he's going to go take a look from the side of where the person was running from because he was obviously running from something. Yeah. You it's don't like, see, yeah, you don't see anything yeah. like from that side. Derek, make sure no one's following us and <laughs> the lights go off. Fuck. My and danger just, sense is tingling. <laughs> and you just hear laughter down the hallway. <laughs> like the ultimate evil, Servitude is a game that focuses on the worms of the supernatural society, mortals and ghouls. This miniseries takes place in the winter of 1988 in the Twin Cities of Minnesota. Three ghouls are tasked by their betters to find another ghoul, but end up uncovering a deep darkness.